Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Well, the biggest story today, I think, is that there's a memorial for George Floyd in Minneapolis. Friends and family are attending. I think they are implementing some social distancing rules, but maybe not all. I've seen lots of memorials. There's this huge sit-in in Denver that people had their masks off, sitting real close to each other. I don't know. This this doesn't bode well. The standard that they used a few weeks ago for people that were having funerals is the police would break them up and send them home and force them to have a virtual funeral. The standard today is 500 people are allowed to attend his funeral, including Ahmaud Aubrey's mom, who is there, apparently. Yeah, I actually have... Somebody told me yesterday, personally, about what the restrictions are on funerals, and it's really very upsetting to people, and their regular people really are still being held to these standards, and it is it is upsetting. Yeah, If they're going to actually release some sort of thing that's dangerous, I would think that during this time of rioting would be it. I hope they don't. I don't don't even know if it's possible for them to... I I don't even know what's possible as far as doing something surreptitiously like this. I think if if there really is... If they release something, I, I don't know if they could really get away with keeping it under the radar. But I think it's enough for them to simply blame the all of this interaction all of this unauthorized unmonitored unregulated human interaction as being deadly yeah they're blaming it but they're also rationalizing it and they're trying to separate why it's okay for them to do it now but it wasn't okay for the anti-shutdown protesters to do it but these are all principles you know what I'm saying? People want equality, treat equal treatment under the law, rule of law. Ultimately, I mean, maybe there is a fundamental ideological difference between people who want this kind of proactive rights concept where government is there to deliver things as opposed to maybe the lockdown people who think that government is there to simply augment your own right to self-defense, for example. But both people are thinking of this. I I think both sets of protests was about principles, and that is that are very meaningful. So, if you think that important principles are worth risking mild flu-like symptoms for, I think it's valid. I agree with that, but. The people who are saying that they're doing it for their principled purpose now are the same people who were calling the people doing, (laughs) calling them terrorists because they're going to kill other people because they weren't properly social distancing before. And their justification is kind of along the lines with what you're saying. Some nurses showed up. There's, There's an article today about nurses that were saying, I know the dangers of COVID. I know it's deadly. I know that the riots and the tear gas and everything, everybody being so close together can spread COVID quickly. And I'm protesting anyway because I am African American before I'm a nurse. And one of the nurses. I would say she has every right to do that. I do too. I do too. Every right. But to condemn the others, to to say that theirs is okay. The double standards, the lack of logic. I think that is where we are. Uh And it's it's really, it's more serious even than, I, I think that it's one of those critical 
path items that we would not be completely losing control of any kind of objective standards or universal acceptance of principles. It's when people say the dumbing down of America, it starts with bad education. It starts with making sure the American people can't think critically. I think that goes hand in hand with the fact that language is has been weaponized to the point where the content of a man's character or his true meaning, his whatever it is that he, whatever place he comes from, is not what's important. It's that he knows the right words to use, the catchphrase words, the words that that are acceptable. But those words, so like Papa John, he said, supposedly, you said the N-word. Yeah. But I don't think even when you hear a story, you think that he meant it. He was, if he said it at all, he was tricked into saying it. Yeah. And that's enough. Like, it's just, you are never allowed to say that. It was a training session for corporate communications in crisis situations. Yeah, and, we've talked about yeah. that. Yeah, and they and they said that, whatever. He was told, he was directed to say well, it. Well, we don't know for sure, but that's what he says. We They won't release the, the audio, so we can't know for sure. But I'm saying, I don't even think people really necessarily dispute I think the bottom line is it is absolutely unacceptable ever under any circumstances to use that word. And then you have, but it it is almost kind of mandatory to use a certain hashtag today. So say say people are really uh, want you, you were saying that people were putting the BLM sign in their windows so that the windows would- As a deterrent. Yeah. So Black Lives Matter. People are going to say, do you think Black Lives Matter? Of course, Black Lives Matter. But it's actually an organization that has policy. I think it has policy objectives. It's hard to find them, but they do talk about specific. They do say they want specific action. There is certain policy objectives that are are, are incorporated in that. And I, I would just say that you want if, if it's policy objectives you're after. Then let's talk about the policy objectives, because there are people who. In the in the movement, in the protesters, there are competing organizations with Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. with different solutions. And I, I think it's important to separate out language from ideology, from movements to recommendations, to actions, to what's the end game. Because the devil's going to be in the details to what actually happens, what actually changes structurally. Yeah. Black Lives Matter is a lot like Indivisible in that it's an activist organization, does a lot of activist training, does a lot of moving the goalposts. They need the issues to exist in order to continue to mobilize their power uh, and grow so, their so, organization. So they're actually the policy recommendations. They wouldn't like them if they got them. So like the P- Pelosi thing where she got Trump to sign on on all her immigration stuff, remember? Yeah. And they were mad at her because she was going to actually sign it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize how, yeah. that we were just messing with him. That's how this works with a lot of these activist yeah. groups is they need these broad issues. So they make these promises that are vague. They're not concrete. And they're like utopian. Like, how are we going to solve the problem right now? Well, we got to tear down the entire system. A bunch of broad answers that are general and have no specific specific that could be why i can't actually find too much policy recommendation although i find people saying 
like Obama. We need specifics here. I think there is structural change afoot. I do. I do think that someone somewhere has an idea like Michael Chertoff could be him, said we need a fundamental restructuring of the legal architecture in this country, and it has to start with Congress. I mean, that is a stated goal. So a lot of people are saying that we need fundamental structural change, that even Ventura One stuff, getting the getting private corporations to lobby the government for fundamental changes. So I think the fundamental changes are coming. But I do think also that there that the protests have that do are doing what you're saying. And and I wonder if this all this conspiracy theory talk is a part of that. Like you you noticed it too, the bar thing. I said I said yesterday, I'll just finish my thought. I said yesterday the Hill was saying, oh, conspiracy theories are all over online. And I said, well, they're, they were, they've been feeding us these conspiracy theories from the beginning. And then two different things happened today. One was the Detroit police chief said outside orchestrated professional agitators are not welcome in Detroit, to which somebody replied, are inside ones <laughs> welcome in Detroit? But Barr went even further and said, we have found foreign agents and terrorist organizations behind some of these some of these movements. So and then I saw a CNN article that said, beware of the conspiracy theories because they beware of the idea of outside agitators because they are trying to defuse these protests. So it seems like there are many layers of of psyop here there's so many layers of psyop Barr's statement today about the agitators antifa subverting the protest it connects the ad it connects antifa with communism and with china i guarantee you the foreign infiltrators he's going to refer to are china so it's this idea of communism versus capitalism kind of coming through again in this narrative and there are a lot of people that talk about Antifa and they say oh they're not a loosely organized organization they can't do this they can't do that just to clarify on that if you go to the torchnetwork.org and you read through the materials that they have and their resources you will find that they have a mission statement and that they have clear rules for what it takes to be one of their recognized local chapters if you tried to start an Antifa local chapter right now one of them would come to you, they would call you, or they would give you a visit, and they would show you what their mission is and what the principles you have to adhere to are, and their mission and principles are built around police are white nationalist terrorists, and we are at war with the police, and we are willing to go to jail for a long time oh, for that's it. that's so interesting. And if you do not adhere to these principles, then you are not allowed to open a chapter, and if you continue to open a chapter despite not adhering to the principles, you go on a list that they have. A list of phony Antifa organizations, and they treat them the exact same as they treat the police. You will become a racist white nationalist as well. So it's not just, oh, everybody's anti-fascist. You have to do what they say, or you will become a fascist in their minds. But this anti-police thing, I'm I'm an anarcho-capitalist. So for me, just restore it or stop infringing on the rights to bear arms and I don't I don't need anything more than that. I, I think our experiment in trying to augment our right to self-defense by banding together through governments, if that really is what this is, that's what they claim. We're that's why we consent to it. I think that's obviously a failure. So 
I'm not saying that the the police are the answer, but I absolutely believe that what they're doing is making way for martial law and for law enforcement at the national level, which a lot of countries have. Smaller countries have that. There isn't a. They have that. They have a national police force, and we could get a UN police force for all I know. We could get a UN police force. There was some talk of the UN policing things in that morale document from the OSS, the Morale Strategic Operations document I've been reading from. And there was a CNN headline that made me think of that, that went alongside of the Fox. It's the competing narrative. So there's a Fox headline about Antifa. And then on the other side of it, you got the CNN headline where they're talking about how Ahmad Aubrey was hit by a car while he was being chased and that his killer shouted, a racial slur at him after he died. This is in the headline, and it says, Investigator says, as the source. The investigator was repeating exactly what the third person who has been charged said. The guy who filmed the actual thing going down. The guy who I said a couple weeks ago, this guy has been trying to get away from this. I think they're arresting him to get him to flip on these guys. So his account, this is a he said, he said account. There's not actually... We don't know that this is true, yet CNN posts this as a headline and says an investigator said it to lend credibility to it to make it seem like this is true on the same day as the funeral of George Floyd is going on. This is intentional to stir up more riots, and it's a rumor. It's very insidious, and I want to get your comments, and then I want to read a paragraph to you from that manual again. That They are organizing protests probably right now as we speak, and Kemp is organizing a big police presence. So this is all happening today now. So you're probably right about that. Absolutely. I happened upon that same coverage that you did. I noticed all the same things about the headline that I said the agent said. Was there a cop there who saw this? Was there a body cam? And then I saw immediately it was the guy, Brian, who had filmed it. When the... When they when I dug into what it was that he had said, this guy, Brian, about the racial epithet and the car, the truck hitting the guy, Arbery, a couple of things I was reminded of. One was that I had said immediately upon seeing that the feds were looking into hate crime allegations. I tweeted and I said to you, they absolutely have to get these guys using racial slurs. So I figured it would be in their past and that is coming out. That's all. I saw that in one of the articles, but I didn't think they'd actually have a witness, have him say it while he's, because I'm sure that's pretty much a slam dunk for a hate crime. If that's what you do. And, and when this, and because this guy, Brian did not say anything about that in his initial interviews. So it was only until after he was arrested. And it also smacked of the way the homeowner who Arbery was filmed kind of rattling around in his house, that guy will not be called as a witness, which is kind of crazy since that is germane to the motives here. Yeah. And that, and the veracity of what the other guys are saying. And, and it was seemed to you and me both that what that guy was saying, the homeowner was being pressured or crafted. Similarly, I got the same impression with, Brian and the idea of the truck. So I thought the same thing. So he got hit by a truck. I saw that video. I didn't say he get hit by a truck or look like he got hit by a truck. So what Brian said was, I hit him with my truck. See, now that's and, crazy. But but what he said was, at first, I get. I think I thought he was trying to get into my truck. But now I don't know. 
So my, I would wonder, I would like to see his initial statement. He might have said, the guy was trying to get me out of my truck. He was attacking me. I don't, I'm not saying what really happened. I'm just saying it looks to me that Brian's story has changed. changed. Yeah. Same thing and with it, the other guy. And it changed after homeowner. he got arrested. It changed for the homeowner too, but he didn't have to get arrested to change his story. He just kind of complied with it. And it's interesting because the headline, when you read the headline, the first thing you think is that one of the McMichaels hit him with the car. Absolutely. I, after, I thought he ran him over. It's to, it, it, it draws so up I images of these things we've seen on TV and these stories we've seen the past week. Truck plows through line of protesters. So it's calling on these same images, and it's really insidious what they're doing. They have blood on their hands, in my opinion. And I want to read this paragraph from the OSS manual right after this word from our sponsor. What's up, guys? With everything going on in the world right now, it couldn't be a better time to grow your own food. Or if you're like me, to learn how to grow your own food. Something that I've wanted to learn how to do for a long, long time because I want to learn how to live a more sustainable lifestyle. That's why I'm thrilled to have found Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, one of the most welcoming, friendly, and truly helpful places that I have ever been to in my life. They offer affordable, high-quality garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feeds, chicken feeds, premium pet food, just about anything you can think of, and they got it. And they got it at affordable prices that the big box stores cannot compete with. And the best part about it is that they're locally owned by a fantastic group of folks who are happy to answer any growing or planting questions that you may have. It's the kind of personalized customer service that a beginner like me needs. I'm going to be honest with you. I love Neighbors Feed and Seed. I would hang out there all the time if I could. They would have to kick me out, which they wouldn't do because they're too welcoming and friendly to do it. It's that kind of place, and you can feel it as soon as you walk through the door. So if you are in the Smyrna area, go to Neighbors Feed and Seed. I promise you, you will thank me later. Maybe I'll see you there. In the meantime... You can check out their website at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. That's NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Or if you have any questions, give them a call at 678-653-8838. That's 678-653-8838. And make sure you tell them that the propaganda report sent you. I also want to say that the guys over at Neighbors have put together a special seed packet bundle for listeners that consists of a lot of non-GMO seeds, enough to start a mini farm, basically. And you can get that for $27.99, a price well below the typical price that you're going to find. And you can even get 10% more off of that if you use the discount code PROPAGANDA. And included in your package, you're going to get some instructions, you're going to get some sticker swag, and you're going to get a personal note included in every single order. So check that out. Coupon code PROPAGANDA. They're doing e-commerce now. You're going to love it. I I wanted to give a quick shout out before we go on. Can we do that? Yeah, go for it. Just wanted to say thank you so much to Jacob for being our patron saint. And he's got a shout out. So, uh, and I'm super happy to read this. He says, despite Corona and three locations canceling on us because of Corona, Childerberg continued in Central Texas without a hitch. Jacob is one of the founders and organizers of Childerberg. Oh, awesome. We raised, yeah, it's cool. We raised $600 for free Ross, Ross Ulbricht. That's one of my favorite causes. I hope he gets justice. I will forever support Trump if he gives Ross justice. Had a great time camping out at the lake, meeting online friends in person, and continuing the legend of Childerberg. If you're interested in going to Childerberg 3, follow us on Twitter at Childerberg or at Childerberg or go to our website, Childerberg.com. I was absolutely ready to go to that. I even had Stones tickets for Austin that weekend. So I was absolutely going to be there. And I very much hope that 
they get a good showing next year and I'm assuming I'm going to be able to get a hall pass and be there myself. So thanks, Jacob. And let's hear that. People have been very interested in that OSS document. You tweeted it. Yeah, and it's very it. eye-opening. It's the... so right. It, they reminded me of the bar thing. Bar was saying we've seen these. As, this is uh, an outside agent has command and control of the protests, and I'm thinking an outside agent, eh? <laughs> <laughs> an agent for he's sure. He's currently outside at the moment. <laughs> the agent is he's one of ours. He's, he's been. He's out in the cold. Yeah, he's out there. You know what that yeah. means. All right, so this manual, it trains agents, OSS agents, which was a precursor to the CIA, became the CIA, trains them in how to disrupt, how to stir things up. And one of the techniques, it has a list of the techniques that they agents can use. And of one of the techniques they love to use, along with bribery they're a big fan of, is rumor mongering. So I'm going to read to you how to use the rumor mongering technique and what to expect from it. Subversive rumors against the enemy are used to exploit the fear and anxiety of those who have begun to lose confidence in military success. They're used to instill false optimism and overconfidence, which will lead to disillusionment. They're used to cause popular antagonism to civil and military leaders. They're used to create division among racial, political, religious, and military groups within a country and between the peoples of allied countries. They're used to cause enemy populations to distrust their own news sources. They're used to lead civilian populations to precipitate a financial, food, and other crises by panicky reactions. And they're used to create confusion and dismay by presenting a welter of contradictory reports. Pretty That's on the point. same kind of, yeah, the other one was really on point. How to start a riot. Yeah, this is, this, I mean, this is using subversive rumors to stir up division. And it's one of the well, techniques what, that they use. What is, connect the dots clearer for me what's the rumor the story the that thing? we see today about aubrey is currently a rumor that is stated as a fact and it what's is the being rumor? used do what what's the rumor the rumor that he was hit by a car and he was called a racial slur by his killer maybe he was but right now we don't know that right now this this is a rumor right. this is he it's said, not, he it's said. Not really, i would i would i would characterize a rumor as something that wasn't identified from a source a person roddy bryan stated that he witnessed that so that's false testimony i think that does not that i think the rumor stuff is this thing with the outside agitators yeah that also they define rumor in here and it encompasses both of those right in that in that it's not proven yet in that it's something that is hearsay and the reason it's being broadcast is to intentionally cause division and intentionally cause yes. people to fight okay. with each other. Okay, I see, I see, I see. And to okay, intentionally it, cause it, the it. contradictory feeling yeah. of these narratives, like the stories conflicting. We've talked about this. We're getting conflicting messages from everywhere. And in my opinion, CNN, the only reason to run that story is to cause more riots. And that's terrible. Yeah. So that manual is fascinating. There's so much stuff It in is. There. We'll tweet it out. It's a little hard to really absorb it because it's so dense mm -hmm. that and it's kind of instructional yeah but you did tweet it out and i think if, if you want to dig in you really see that what it's what it's all about i think there's another little game being played that you had foreshadowed or foreseen coming and that's that they elevated the chauvin charges from third degree to second degree which requires intent if i understand it correctly yeah there's debate around what kind of intent I've heard a couple arguments on both sides. Some say intent that he intended to kill him. Others say in, it's the intent that he intended to harm him but did not care if it might kill him. So reckless. I think that's recklessness. I think that's third degree. The third degree 
they said requires no intent whatsoever, just having a depraved right, mind. It's, it, these are state statutes generally. I would have to look at the yeah, specific. There are general rules that surround that. I'll look into it. I think it. the key is that it could go either way, and it muddies the water. It's not as clear-cut of getting a conviction, and the prosecutor, when he announced it, he said this could take months. I'm like, oh, really, months leading right up to the election? And then he yeah. said it's going to be very difficult, very hard to get a conviction, foreshadowing that they, in my opinion, probably won't get one because maybe the standard's right. too high and chaos will arrive. Yeah, this is a, it is a, the, what prosecutors do is they do not overcharge if they want a conviction. Yeah. That's just what they do. And people get annoyed when they undercharge. I think the British nanny was was seen to be overcharged and they got the conviction. They couldn't believe it. I don't think they even wanted the conviction. But oh, they wow. really use that. I'm not sure. I, I can't remember for sure, but I think that's how that came out is that they just never thought they would get that conviction and then they got it. But this is a primary consideration, if not the primary consideration, on how to bring charges. So if they're ma- they're elevating the charges, my guess is they're greatly reducing. Although some places have the jury instruction or the legal thing that the, you can find, you can convict them on a lesser included charge. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're going with in this so, case. But, I, but I'm saying it depends on their laws. You have to see yeah. if you're charging with second degree, can you still convict them for third? That's a great question. Will they read them the instructions of what it would take to convict somebody of third? Yeah. So I think there there are probably games afoot here. And the real truth of it sometimes doesn't even matter. Yeah. The but other three were sure arrested games. as well. For aiding and abetting Eight, murder. Yeah, 40 now, years they face. Can they go to jail if he isn't? convicted good question are they only aiding and abetting second degree or is third degree these are all the things that are really going to matter and no one's going to actually care it's just however it gets twisted by the media is what's going to draw the reaction and the reaction is what they're after yep sure is and they're not after i think what was the thing you said? Oh, yeah. And the riot thing where some people were being arrested to make it seem bigger. That goes yeah. to this kettling thing that I saw. Somebody tweeted at me in New York. It, it was retweeted thousands of times. So I assume that it's not been debunked, that it is true, that the cops were were kind of corralling people in a way that made it kind of impossible for them to get home in time for curfew. And then the arrests were starting. Kettling is something that's been going on for decades, it looks like, that fits that bill. The only thing that I thought was weird was that the picture in the guy's tweet as he was unfolding this narrative was of a billboard, a cha- ever-changing electronic billboard of Governor Cuomo saying stuff like, citizens return to your homes oh or whatever. <laughs> but his Twitter handle up on the billboard was incorrect. Yeah, there was a typo in it, so I don't know. Could be a, a phony account. I just, I just don't know what to make of the story. A, a glaring error is how you can figure out something's a phishing email, for example. I mean, yeah. I just glaring error is a flag to me. That's interesting. I noticed in the allegedly fake Antifa account because there was news of a fake Antifa account created by a white nationalists, this is a story, and they were tweeting out hashtags, but one of the indicators that enabled them to figure out it was a fake account was they were spelling the hashtags wrong, the Black Lives Matters hashtags wrong. 
And I thought the same thing. Is that intentional to see, to draw in the people who are going to believe it? Yeah. I, were we going to talk about the Panopticon thing, the Nickelodeon thing? Yes, tell me about thing. the Panopticon. That, okay. That's great. So the Panopticon, what people don't realize about the Panopticon, I think it was Jeremy Beltham, I forget. But this is a really old concept, like 150 years old. And the idea is that there's a prison made in a circle. And every single cell is next to each other in a big, tall, cylindrical circle. And in the middle of the circle, all the way up, is a watchtower. And from the watchtower, every single cell can be looked at. Panopticon. He can look at everything. And you're always under scrutiny. The watchman is always watching somebody. You don't know if it's you, but he's always watching somebody. And every once in a while... You know, they don't, they don't, there's no trials, there's no nothing. Every once in a while, somebody in a cell somewhere, which you can also see mostly, gets just killed, gets shot. They're, you did something wrong and they get shot. Consequently, absolutely everybody not being able to see inside the watchtower doesn't know when they're being watched. Absolutely everybody is in perfect behavior all the time, all the time, all the time. But the funny little secret about the Panopticon is there is nobody in the Watchtower. There doesn't so have there, to be. There doesn't have to be. And and the people who are getting picked off, nobody knows if they did anything. It doesn't matter if they did anything wrong or not. They're just getting picked off as a lesson. And so, we are seeing that a, a every warning. day right now. I'd say that the story yeah. from yesterday with the NBA broadcaster who lost his job yep. fits yep. that. The story with Drew Brees... Right now, the question to get somebody is, how do you feel about Black Lives Matters? Right. and Because he was asked that question just like the NBA broadcaster was, and he gave a very long answer. I'm not going to read it, but the only thing that we heard about his answer is that he doesn't agree with people who kneel. He thinks it's disrespecting the flag, to which are yet tons of backlash. And my initial thought was, I wonder how long it's going to take him to apologize, to get down on one knee, so to speak, as you said, and say, I'm sorry for what I did, and broadcast to others like him model the behavior that if you say the wrong thing you must come out and apologize immediately so this is the thing about the language language is like fashion or i'm going to make an analogy with fashion if you don't know how to dress if you don't really keep up on the latest fashions people who do keep up on the latest fashions can laugh at you yeah if you if you're in the wrong place in the wrong clothes and people care about fashion it's very hard to really have to have a knack for it you have to really stay up on it you have to really care about it a lot and these words this language when it doesn't matter what's truly in a person's character you have to pay a lot of attention to how things are delivered and i found it kind of interesting there was this nickelodeon declaration of kids rights going around oh yeah on twitter and i'm not gonna read them all but The last one is you have the right to your opinions and feelings, even if others don't agree with them. Now, it doesn't say you have the right to express them, but it does say you have the right to think them and feel them. And I wonder if that's good advice (laughs) to delicate. I mean, I, I, of course, recognize that right. But right now, that almost will get kids to flag themselves as free thinkers if they feel that they have a right that they should assert, if they're being prom- if they're being encouraged to assert a right, kids are kids are not going to be that nuanced in how they express themselves. Yeah, that's not good advice. That's dangerous not good for advice. them. 
right now that's very dangerous for them. <laughs> and right I, you compared it to the 100 Flowers campaign before the show. I wonder, yeah. Drawing if people the, out, yeah. If it gets kids to identify themselves like in a diagnosis of oppositional defiance disorder as somebody who really needs to be injected with something. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> sooner rather than later. Speak your mind and then find out what happens so you'll never right. do it again. Right. Then the, then the therapy starts. <laughs> <laughs> one more story that falls into that category. Oh, I had to make one point about the language and the fashion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is this is the thing. It can change. Yeah. It can change. So what if, and what if there's an opposition to it? I always thought that Gab, Gab the alternative to Twitter or Pepe the Frog or whatever, was or Trump himself, was there to get people to fly that flag only to see the positions reversed. So what if Trump really does win this? They're, they're comparing him with Nixon and they're having people from Black Lives Matter say, hey man, if, we, if, if this gets too out of control and the law and order president, if people are really scared, they'll do what people did after the civil rights and vote for Nixon. Trump because he's the law and order guy. So fashions can change. And then who's in charge? I mean, that happens in the communist revolutions, fascist revolutions. It's like the communist versus the fascist. Who are you going to be? Because somebody's going to win. Yeah. And somebody's going to lose. Yeah. And they're really trying to drive home those two polar opposites right now. So that's why putting all this stuff, making the language so important, making these symbols so important, making the the signs and gestures you make and express and 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 having the ideology not transparent, having the policy recommendations not transparent. Yes. Yeah. That's a problem because like Antifa, people kind of thought they were good. Right? In the beginning people They did. They said well, I'm against fascists. Who's not against fascists? Of course. Not recognizing the or that's Orwellian. Yeah, that they run up to people and punch them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's okay. It's like the Patriot Act, the Freedom Act. It's it's the opposite of what it says. We don't have time now, but I did. Somebody asked the question, "What's your solution, Libertarian?" I'll answer it in the Patriot. Oh, awesome! I can't wait to hear it, and I'll tell you the other story that falls into that category of "Don't say the wrong thing, or you're going to be shut down." You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every day that we post a Drive Time News Blast, you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. And we do have a patron party on Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will talk to you guys in the patron 15.